The Australian Songwriters Conference is on again, June 10th to 14th at Adelong Beach, just north of Sydney. Don't miss four days of essential skills and career development for music creators. Go to australiansongwritersconference.com for details. Welcome to Songwriter Trists, an intimate podcast that interviews artists about the art of songwriting and find out more about the life behind the songs. I'm singer-songwriter Ray Lee and your host for this show. Music saved my life and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting, talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions, all the great things that build an amazing song. If you're enjoying the show and you want to support the podcast, you can buy us a coffee through the website www.songwritertrists.com. Welcome to a Songwriter Trist with Camille Trail. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's absolute pleasure. I love your voice and I love the work that you've done. And so I'm looking forward to finding out a little bit more behind that amazing voice of yours. Oh, yay. When did you discover that you could sing? Like, when did that all start for you? Really, I was singing my whole life, really. I was always singing in the shower and my dad was like, Mm -hmm. get out of the shower, Camille, you're wasting too much water. But it probably wasn't until high school I started singing lessons. And I guess it was around then I discovered I was like oh I'm actually half decent at this Um, (laughs) and it was around (laughs) it was around that time as well that I discovered you could actually do that as a career so I was like oh this could be cool I might give this a go. I love that how did you get to that conclusion because I never got to that conclusion in high school that was like a no you need a real job in high school. (laughs) Yeah it was still very much like that for me. Yeah. That we had a really good music Uh, department at the high school I was in. Yeah, so they had school choir and they had a glee club and chamber singers. So I pretty much went in and joined all of those groups and they organised heaps of gigs for you outside of school as well. So I was gigging all through high school. Yeah, it was amazing. So that's what really kicked me off and thinking about it in more of a professional way rather than just thinking of it as a hobby. And then obviously being at yeah. high school, they're always talking about university and all of that stuff. So I thought, I'm like, well, wouldn't it be cool if there's a university for music and where I could actually go and study this? <laughs> so I found yeah. JMC and it was funny because the school advisor, like the career advisor was like, yeah, this is great. But you know, the chances of making it is pretty slim. Like it's good to have a plan B. And I was like, no, I don't want a plan B. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so that, is that at JMC or was that at your high school? So that was at my high school that we had that career advisor. Yeah. And then I went to JMC after school. In Brisbane? Or? Yeah, it was in Brisbane in South Bank. So yep. it was such a beautiful place to do uni. <laughs> what What was it like going through JMC and then like how did you find that helped you actually? Because I haven't talked to many people about their, their university music education in life. Yeah, I absolutely loved it and I think it's definitely helped me a lot. I found mostly because I studied a Bachelor of Music and I specialised in songwriting, so it was very focused around songwriting. But I found that you learnt a lot of stuff that you already 
naturally do and it's like your natural instincts but you think oh hey I've been doing this entire time but now you know what it's called and what the purpose is and what it does so you can pick and choose things and be more strategic with how you write songs and we did like music business classes and we learned how to record and use recording software so it was really like just like a whole education on how to be a self-managed artist and do it all yourself and I feel like it's definitely helped me, I don't know, be like a foot forward, I suppose. Send it in a bottle. Walk it to your front door and then hope to God you're not home. Hold it in a pad. Nothing really happens. I wish sometimes things wouldn't go well. In a holy pattern and I'm afraid to land. Yeah, absolutely. And that, did they get Pat Patterson in to chat to you guys while you were there? Oh, uh, yes. I love him so much. <laughs> yeah. He was so good. I loved his chat. Like, we've, he was episode 40, I think, and we're, like, you know, doing 100 and something. But, yeah, he talked a lot about, you know, like what you said, it, it is natural instinct, but knowing sort of being aware of what you're doing and why and, how, like, why those things have those effects and how they make people feel and how they make you feel. I think it's really smart to have that that sort of craftsmanship and to be a bit more intentional about, you know, the three lines or the four lines or the, you know, all all that sort of stuff, being stable and unstable. It's, it is really simple, but at the same time, it's mind blowing just thinking about it. It's, oh my gosh. At the same time, it's like. The more you learn, the more you realise you don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And at the same time, it's so difficult at the same time, just because there's so much and pretty much our songwriting. Yeah. Like the school was pretty much based on Pat Patterson and all of his books. So I'm, I yeah. love Pat Patterson. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's amazing. And, yeah, Dan raved about him as well. And, I, yeah, I've been loving learning from some of the amazing greats. But I think that we should never sell each other short either because your experience and your what you get out of songwriting is going to be completely different to those guys. Even though they've been doing it for a really long time, your experience is different and that's what is different in art is that each person has their own unique story Mm. so tell me more about your musical story and your journey and what your goal is with your music well I guess for me music has always been like an escape for me it's like how I express myself it's like how people have a diary and a journal I suppose I kind of find if I'm feeling a bit sad and I pick up a guitar and I start writing it's very emotional and I'll just cry and I just let it all out and it's weird because Mm. as soon as I pick up a guitar or go and sit at the piano like I get like really emotional because it's, I, don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's just so vulnerable and that's probably where mm. I feel the most, almost calm with my thoughts and how I'm feeling. It sounds like super weird, yeah. but yeah. It's not weird. It's not weird at all. It's so therapeutic and that's exactly um, how I got into it. Yeah, the piano and guitar and just singing, It's it calms the soul and makes you feel safe, yeah. but unlike you I never shared it with anyone like it, it is like a diary and not many people go and read their diary to the entire world and put it on Spotify oh, it's so, absolutely terrified so so how did you make that transition if it's such a vulnerable thing for you an emotional thing for you what's the purpose or drive behind sharing it with other people what do you want other people to hear I guess the thing that kind of was a to me is 
like you go through the typical breakups. But I remember hearing this song, I think it was Sam Smith, mm. Not In That Way. And there's also Lord's Liability, oh, yeah. very depressing, beautiful songs. I, <laughs> I listened to it and it was every single word. It was just like it was written for me and it was exactly how I was feeling. And I guess that kind of really inspired me mm. because I was like, wow, like in that moment it made me feel better because I was like I'm not the only one who has felt this before. So I guess it made me feel yeah. like I've got to share my experiences because maybe I can give someone else comfort. So you, you've done GMC. What was your transition out of GMC and into the real world? When did you write your first song and, you know, tell us a little bit more about that journey. So I wrote my first song. Starting your music business. Yeah, so I wrote my first song in high school but really when I went to uni that's when I started writing full-time and we had this, mm-hmm. this, it was our final assessment and it was like a recital piece where you could either choose to perform or you did an album. So I decided to do an album and I'd always oh, yeah. thought that it'd be super cool releasing music into the world. Yeah. And I put this album together and then I was thinking, I'm like, right, well, I actually want to do this. So then I was thinking, well, I'm going to have to find a producer. So I started listening to music I like to see what kind of vibes I liked and seeing who produced it. And a lot of it came up with Shane Nicholson. Mm. And I grew up, hey, yeah. yeah, I love Shane. I grew up listening to him as well. So yeah. he's always been an idol of mine, but yeah, cool. I didn't actually really knew he produced music as well. Yeah. So yeah. I ended up, I looked at it, I was like, wow, that would be amazing, but it's never going to happen. So I just kept moving on looking <laughs> at something else. Aww. And then I found, I yeah. stumbled across Soundhole, which is his production name. And then... Yeah, I saw an email and I was like, oh, what the heck? Like, I've just recorded these songs. The worst that can happen is he'll say no or he just won't reply. Yeah, so yeah. I guess that was me first taking it seriously and then Shane replied about a couple of hours later and was like, hey, I really love your songs. would love to work with you. And I freaked out. I was like, holy. Oh, <laughs> yay. <laughs> so I was so excited and I guess That's awesome. it was at that moment I was like, sweet, I'm actually gonna, I'm actually going to do this. <laughs> That's funny. I see. I was the opposite. I had no idea who Shane Nicholson was, and I was at the. Have you ever been to the Dag? No, I haven't. The singer songwriter retreat. You should go. It's not, it's coming up soon. Actually, their first one since the COVID stuff. Anyway, he goes to that, mm. and I met him at that in two thousand nineteen. And at the start of the Dag, everyone's names goes into a bucket, and all the mentors pick out a name, and that's who you co-write with. And, I, and Shane was one of the ones that I didn't know who he was and he pulled my name out of the bucket and I was like, oh, okay. So I'm like asking him, I'm like, is he any good? And everyone's like, yeah, he's like the best. You're going to love him. And so we, yeah, we had great fun. We got to co-write a song together and, and he's a lovely guy. Yeah, he's... Loves his red wine, oh. but he's also just a sweetie. <laughs> Loves his red wine. When I went and recorded the album and I mm. stayed at his house for like three weeks, it was great because he like yeah, really yeah. likes cooking as well. And I was just every night having these yeah. great meals and some red wine. I'm like, I'm just going to move in. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like I would. We can just have a studio and Shane Nicholson, red wine, good food. Yeah. <laughs> what else does um one need? Just a camp, a campfire, and like you sort it, and that's at the Dag. So it's probably why I like the Dag so much: campfire and wine, and then guitars. That's all it is. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> that's really cool. So he did your album, and then you release that, and that like that's been awesome. And I've seen you've done some collaborations as well, like with Brad Butcher and. Mm gotten around with a few different artists and, and songwriting how did you get into that so as far as the duet with brad we were looking at new singles to release and graham my manager from compass bros records 
he was like, hey, there's this song mm-hmm. that Shane Nicholson wrote that I think would suit you really well. So I listened to the song and I was like, yeah, I love this song. We have to record it. And obviously it was a duet mm-hmm. and I was like, well, we'll have to think about who we want to do it with. And Brad was really the first person that came to my mind. And okay. a lot of other people, Brad, they thought of Brad first as well. So we took it as a bit of a sign and we we're like, oh, it's meant to be. So we asked Brad and yeah. he said yes, so we were stoked. But it was funny because when Brad and I were filming the music video for it, I remembered that I actually yeah. did a co-write with Brad back in 2018 when I was at uni. And I completely forgot about it. And I said to Brad, I was like, hey, remember when we did that co-write? And he was like, what? What co-write? And then it clicked and he was like, oh, my God, that was you. That's so funny. Yeah, it's funny how the world comes back around in circles, isn't it? Yeah, that's awesome. And what about shows and stuff, like how the COVID stuff has changed a lot for everyone? How have you adapted during COVID? I guess for me I feel like I've been in a bit of a – almost like a lucky, unique situation because I haven't actually toured before, so I haven't really experienced what Mm -hmm. it was like before COVID. I definitely felt felt almost like I was really bummed because I was really nervous because being a new artist and COVID all kind of hit just when I was starting to build up a bit of momentum and get my name out there. And I was really worried with not being able to perform. It was just (laughs) going to just shut off and everyone's going to forget who I was. But I feel like... Mm. I've almost been lucky in a way that this has happened at the start of my career because it's made me a lot more resilient and I can take that with me for the rest of my career. So it's, I don't know, I guess it's built me like mm. a good kind of solid foundation, I suppose. I agree. Like I was only just starting out as well when I literally released like my first single, not even an album, when COVID hit. And then, yeah, it's, I think it levelled the playing field. Everyone stopped. Yeah. And we're trying to just start and yet no one can do anything. And it is interesting because you have to just be resourceful and resilient, like you said. So it is an interesting situation to be in. Wait, was the plan to, to start touring or start getting some shows and stuff like that? Or Yeah, well, definitely the plan what? was to be to release the album last year and then do the whole tour. And so without, like, being able to do shows, we're like, well, we're not going to release an album if we can't do shows to promote it. So we're still hanging on to the album at the moment and we've got some tour dates for later on this year. So hopefully COVID (laughs) behaves itself this year. Yeah, hopefully. So, yeah, we'll get to see you out touring, release. You don't know when you're going to release the album? We're hoping for August. That's when all the tours start and all the tour dates kick off. So, fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that like a thing? Is that like everyone does it at the same time? I don't know. Is that when everyone... Or is that just for you? Does everyone release it in August? I don't know. It, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought just like the way you said like everyone's tour dates kick off in August. I was like... Is that a thing? Like everyone coordinates their thing? Like there's this secret oh. songwriting society? Of- <laughs> no, sorry. No, I don't know. I'm I don't going know. on. Um, I don't think there's any rules. I'm going, I'm doing some tour dates with uh, Shane Nicholson and Mike War on their tours. Oh, nice. Yeah. Beautiful. So that's going to be fun. So you're going to be like their supports. Yeah, so cool. I would. I never would have thought my first tour with, would be with those guys. So I'm super excited. I feel like I'm going to learn a lot kind of just being with them. <laughs> Yeah, you will. Absolutely. Cool. What would you say out of all the courses you've done, all the people you've worked with, what would you say the best advice is that you've ever been given? Oh, I reckon it's actually advice that my mum and dad gave me, but I found that it's worked 
well. The advice they gave me was if you want to be successful, surround yourself with successful people. And I guess by doing that, I work with Shane Nicholson and then I got my manager, Graham, and my publicist, Jules, and they're all very successful people in their own fields. And I, I think, like, just surrounding yourself with them, it lifts your own game. And I think my career has definitely benefited so much since I've been working with them. So I think that's probably almost the best advice I've had. Yeah. And it is so important to have a good team of people around you. It's no fun to be successful on your own anyway. You know, you're going to have an after party by yourself with champagne <laughs> in, the, in the penthouse. You, you want to have people around you who have supported you and helped you get there. Yeah, it's nice know? having um, a little team. So it's it's not just success, it's everyone's success, which is really nice. Exactly. No, that's awesome. And if you were to give some advice to maybe some kids in high school who are starting to realise for themselves that songwriting is a career option and is something that you can do, what would you advise them to do or where to start? I suppose I'd almost, it sounds lame, but like just do it. Just a lot of people find excuses not to do it or it's not like a stable career so you try not to do it or like you're too scared to do it. But I think I always tell myself that, if I'm really scared and nervous that I don't want to do it, that's when I have to do it and that's when I force myself to do it because I know mm. that's when I'm going to improve and that's how I'm going to get better. So I guess when, I don't know, when you're nervous and scared that you don't want to do it, take that as the time that's when you have to do it. Yeah, feel the fear and then do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And lucky last question, you've done really well, even with all the technical issues. If you could co-write with anyone in the world or even just collaborate with anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be and why? I think at the moment it would be Kelsey Ballerini. I absolutely love her and I love her music because she's, especially her story too, because she started off when she first came into the country music industry and she was bringing all this kind of pop music into it and heaps of people were like, no, like you're not country music, you can't be doing this. And heaps of people Hmm. in the industry were saying that to her because I watched an interview with her one time and I just found it so Hmm. inspiring that she stuck to her guns and then she's almost paved a way for so many other people to to create this whole new niche of country music. And I've just seen, like, videos of her where she's an absolute geeky dork and I just want to be best friends with her. Well, that that could happen, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, is there anything else you would like to share, music or anything that you want to promote? We're going to put all of your links and socials and music, um, Spotify links, into the description of the podcast. There'll also be a blog on the website songwritertrist dot com, so that people can hear the podcast, but also just find everything that they need to find about you. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you would like to say to people who are listening and getting to know you? I guess just if you listen to my songs on Spotify, that would be amazing. I've only got four songs out now, so still starting Mm -hmm. off, but we're getting there, I suppose. And I've got some more tour dates later on in the year, so I guess if people want to catch up where I am, all the details will be on social media and all of that stuff. Brilliant. Well, no, we'll make sure that um, we send everyone over that way. We'll put you onto the Songwriters playlist as well. And, yeah, I've enjoyed dancing around the kitchen to your songs and you do have a beautiful voice. So I'm just looking forward to hearing the album and, yeah. 
yay. Keep up all the good Thank work. Thank you so much. I'll see you around anyway because we're locals. But, yeah, I'll look forward to seeing you live soon. Awesome. I can't wait to see you live soon too. Thanks for joining our songwriter Trist today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter. Please leave a review and subscribe. To support the podcast or contact me or our guests, please go to the website, songwritertrists.com. The